What's happening, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to Big Brother Champs Podcast. We got another big fat episode here. I uh, I think I'm gonna keep raw dogging it without the fucking music. Oh my god! I think I put on uh, there was one with some really annoying fucking music uh, a while back, and uh, anyone I haven't fucking updated or, or fixed, I'm really sorry, guys. And well, I mean, if you've already fucking experienced it, I can't fucking do anything for you other than try not to do that to you in the future. Also, my fucking ears are all fucking plugged up, so my sound is fucked up, my my interior audio. Um, is that what you call your fucking ears, interior audio? My, my fucking brain audio is so fucked up, my balance is all fucked up too because of it. So, if I'm yelling more than usual, that's why, all right? I'm not apologizing, I'm just fucking explaining, so fuck off. Um, actually, I find it, 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 although it's a disadvantage and a disability not being able to hear, I find most of what people saying to be horribly insufferable and annoying. So, if you ask someone to repeat the dumb, fucking, stupid, pointless shit they say like six times, eventually the person is like, it's okay, don't worry about it. And it's like, yeah, exactly, because what you're saying is fucking stupid. But that being said, I wish, uh, I wish people had subtitles, because I... Fuck, even trying to watch the T on the TV there, I uh, I need the fucking subtitles. The problem though is with anything comedic. Uh, well, one of the problems. The other is it's fucking distracting. I was trying to do a um, Christian Bale. Trying to remember the guy's fucking name. Good for you. Um, but it's distracting. <laughs> um, but the other thing is though, if it's comedic. Anything like that's comedy, um, just to clarify what that word means, it fucks up the it fucks up the timing because you're you can see the punchline coming before the fucking person says it, and it, it does fuck it up for sure. Same thing with translation. It's always great to translate things, but a lot of st- music and movies and, and and just the general fucking way uh, things are said or sung or whatever, um, you never get the full effect with with the translation, unfortunately. Not, well, I mean, I don't know. I, my limited experience translating things. I just, I, other languages absolutely fucking fascinate me. Anyway, one of my, one of my best friends, he's, uh, this guy, I don't know. He, he's, he's, he's fucking saying some shit to me the last few months. It's just about, he's on this whole fucking woman hate kick. And I don't know. I don't want to single the guy out. I know he doesn't listen to my podcast because he thinks it sucks. So fuck him. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't give a shit if someone tells me my podcast sucks because I know it's not the greatest. The only thing is, is what this guy is listening to is a lot of toxic fucking shit. A lot of the shit he's watching or listening to is good stuff. But a lot of it is really toxic fucking shit. So I just want to do a quick little public service announcement about this or... Just basically ramble about uh, this this fucking topic and others that relate to it. Is this guy's listening to guys like Andrew Tate and guys that just like fucking hate women and talk and just like they're just they're they're really garbage fucking people and they're just push, pushing this toxic fucking agenda. And what they do is the same fucking thing like any hate group fucking does. They operate on the same fucking principle. See, you're upset, you're frustrated, you got problems in your life, right? Now, 
do you want to fucking fix your own fucking problems? Do you want to look at yourself and fucking try to make those pro problems go away by like, you know, trying to make yourself better, make your situation better, you know, and, 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 you know, take responsibility for your fucking life? Of course not. Why the fuck would you do that? So what you do, and what we all do, is we go on the internet looking for either answers or looking for a diversion, like looking for, uh, you know, some something to keep our mind off of, like, life, because life is stressful, life is whatever, so, you know, we watch fucking YouTube videos, we watch TikToks, we watch fucking, you go on surfing for memes, I know, like, I absentmindedly would just open up my phone, and I'm looking at fucking memes, and I don't even know, I don't even remember doing it, my brain just does that, because you're just, you're just looking for some sort of entertainment, and although you can find interesting things, you can find educational things, you can find, uh, enlightening things, or, or wholesome shit, a lot of times you're going to find this garbage as well. And uh, what it is, is you just, what, what happens is people will scapegoat, the, whatever the fuck it is, you know, you're all frustrated and upset and angry, and uh, the news is, is one thing, it's just like, it's just, a, it's just designed to fucking get a reaction, that's how they get you, you know, little kids do this, they, they, they just do something good or bad or whatever, because they just want attention, they want to get your attention, and that's exactly how these fucking uh, that's exactly how these shows and internets and channels and whatever the fuck uh, the means is the, um, of getting your attention. They, that's, fuck, I can't talk very clearly. Hold on. Let me fucking get my head together for a second. Anyway, they'll say fucking anything to fucking grip you, to, to, to suck you in. And then what they do is, yeah, they, they get you to react. And it's like, just just question every fucking thing. Every single goddamn thing you read or you watch... And if you have an emotional reaction, just just try to calm yourself down and say, um, do I really give a fuck about this? Is, uh, is this person I'm watching or listening to or reading about, is, are they credible? Why are they trying to rile me up? As soon as someone's trying to fucking get an emotional response, even if it's in your life, you know, there's a lot of people in your life that just want to rile you up or upset you, get you worked up. Why the fuck are they doing it? It's not always fucking uh, for a bad reason, but why the fuck are people doing that to you? But if someone can control your fucking emotions, they're controlling you. So, also, if you're uh, if you're if you're blaming all your problems, just say like like it's giving an example of this fucking all these incel cunts fucking. They just blame women for everything, you know. Oh, it's not uh, it's not my fault. I'm a fucking loser and I don't have a girl. It's every girl's fault. Every girl's a piece of shit. Instead of saying like you know it's my fault or you know I have any fucking responsibility whatsoever for the fact that I don't have a fucking girl or I don't have this or that. Anyone that does have a girl is a fucking loser and every single woman's a fucking piece of shit. And it's like that's half the fucking population right there that you're just fucking deciding to hate because of some fucking absolute piece of shit is feeding you this fucking poisonous fucking garbage. And then it's just, it's the same thing with any other hate group. It's like, oh, it's not my fault I'm a fucking loser, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, it's the fucking... It's the immigrants, it's the fucking, you know, it's this race or that race. It's like, oh, it's all their fucking fault, you know. It's all, it's absolutely ridiculous. The truth is, a lot of our problems are our own faults, or there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and it's always these people and, like, the, these rich, powerful people. Now, they're very rarely ever held accountable for any of this fucking shit. The people that are actually making your fucking lives terrible. And they will encourage constantly for you to blame each other. For us to, to be divided and conquered. And, and just constantly fight among ourselves. So, you know. And the thing is, is you can preach all you fucking want. And that's what a lot of people do. 
uh, about, uh, you know, oh, we got to stand together. Uh, you know, it's like, as much as I agree with that, I can't stand preaching about it. Like, because it's just like, you listen to this shit, and I just think, like, my position of being a fucking defeatist and just kind of giving up and just being like, fuck this, we're screwed, there's no fucking hope, there's no point in fucking trying to make anything better, we're completely fucked. That's not a healthy position. That's the position I often take. Now, I think a second fucking, uh, like, a, a lower fucking place to be or whatever, a worse position to be in is to be doing the same nothing I'm doing, but just getting really upset and worked up and then have the illusion that you're having some kind of effect by getting worked up and upset by, by taking some sort of political stance and talking shit online and arguing with people. And to think that that is fucking causing any sort of effect or positive effect of any kind. It's just like, that's that's where I'm just like, oh, fuck this. If arguing with people and getting upset about shit that's online was the cure to any problems, we'd have no problems other than the problem of not having enough stupid shit to get upset about, which I, I, don't, I don't really, uh, I find there's more than enough in life. There's more than enough in life. You don't need to seek that shit out. So it's like I always quote um, Alonzo, uh, Denzel Washington's character from uh, ah, Training Day. When he's like, stay off of the rover. I can't do a good Denzel. <laughs> but, uh, he always says that. He's talking about staying off the fucking um, the CB radio in the in the car. Like, um, but anyway, I like I like to use that expression. That just means like, if that shit, always take stock. You know, it's like an addiction. I used to think cigarettes were making me happier. Like, I mean, it was an illusion that they were. Because it's just like you have you form all these f fucking false positive associations, and that's what this fucking shit is. It's the same fucking thing. It's uh, it's some fucking toxic, horrible fucking shit. It doesn't matter what it is, but any any fucking YouTube channel or fucking TikTok or fucking you know, I, I use the imager imager fucking. Uh, I say things so stupidly, so long I don't know how to say things properly. GIF, GIF, I don't even know what's real anymore. See, I say GIF because that's how I learned it, and uh, but it doesn't make sense because the word is, the G is uh, soft, not a soft G, but a G sound, so GIF makes more sense, but it just sounds wrong to me because I learned it a certain way. Now this is, sounds like semantics, but this is a perfect metaphor for what I'm talking about. This is the root of a lot of our fucking problems is... You learn something some way, and even if you learn it wrong, you don't want to fucking relearn it because then it's like, you know, that's stressful and that's fucking difficult. You don't, you don't want to fucking re You already built your house. Even if it's made out of straw, your house is built. You don't want to rip it down and start over again, you know. I tell, I tell you got to use the, the straw house metaphor. I tell some big bad wolf comes down and blows your house down, and uh, eventually you're going to have to build your house out of bricks, all right? Uh, I'm addicted to metaphors and assimilates. <laughs> I just like to illustrate in that way, but I did root that back to one time when I was in college, I made this uh, really great fucking comparison or a similar metaphor, and my teacher said, wow, Ron, that was very profound, and everyone in the class thought I was really fucking smart, and I wasn't embarrassed, usually I get embarrassed uh, when people pay attention to me, and that's carried through my fucking life. See, a lot of people are so desperate for attention, I'm like at the stage for the last, I don't know how long, where I just want less attention. I want people to stop looking at me, stop fucking paying attention to me, and leave me the fuck alone. 
but uh, it is what it is, you know, it's a fucking, uh, it's a balance. It's like Bubbles says, you know, because Julian was having similar problems, it's, uh, you know, everyone's going to this guy, I'm referencing uh, Trailer Park Boys, like it's, uh, you know, it's like a Bible. Actually, I was thinking about that this morning, the value in, uh, you know, Bibles and, and, and shit like that, it's just, I really, I really do like that part of religion, like I like when you go to a rabbi and he tells you like some fucking story that helps you with your current trouble. You tell him your trouble and he tells you some sort of story and, you know, it's a fable of some sort and it, it you know, it, it helps you understand your problem or what to do about it. You know, it gives you some insight. I really love that. And you can draw your fucking uh, wisdom from anything. It can be Trailer Park Boys, it can be a Bible, it can be a fucking, uh, you know, it can be any holy book or any book of fables. It doesn't have to be religious whatsoever. Or it can be any fucking TV show, movie, or book that you choose. No one can fucking tell you where to derive your wisdom because fucking, you know. Or sorry, everyone can tell you, I should say. Uh, where to derive your wisdom. The thing is, is when I'm deriving my wisdom from fucking Trailer Park Boys, I'm not going to fucking judge everyone who doesn't live that way or fucking murder people or fucking, uh, you know, interfere with anyone's life or, you know, I'm not going to fucking... I'm not going to hike out into the fucking jungles of fucking Papua New Guinea and try to fucking convince these guys to live the Trailer Park life. Now, that would be a good reality show, you know? Just make, like, Trailer Park Boys lifestyle your fucking religion and then try to spread it across, like, the most insanely remote areas. <laughs> it's like, we want you guys to join society, but not quite. We want you to take baby steps. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Here, Here's a fucking, uh, here's some fucking dope and some booze and some pepperoni. And uh, we're going to live in a car and we're... <laughs> I don't know. But anyway... It is what it is. Anyway, the the scene I was referencing was when uh, Bubbles, who was abandoned by his family and left alone, because Julian's like, I wish people would just leave me the fuck alone, and, he, and he's just like, I don't think you want people to just leave you alone, you know. And obviously, you know, you guys understand the 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 difference there. He just wants people to stop hassling him. That's the uh, that's the problem with being reliable, dependable, and resourceful. And like being calm and a solid person is everyone will go to you with their problems. That's the fucking side effect and the downside of that. But anyway, what Bubbles is talking about is being abandoned by your loved ones, which is completely fucked. Because then you just never trust. I, I've actually, at least recently, in the last couple of years, had a revelation realizing that I almost couldn't trust fucking anyone. I still can't uh, fully trust a, another human being. And uh, it's really, really difficult to be close to anyone fully. You know, in my head, I'm always like at an emotional distance from people. And uh, that shit's really hard to overcome. That's really hard to fucking deal with, you know, because you get to the point where so many people have just vanished, you know, whether they've died or whether they've just gone away or whether they vanished and you don't even know if they're alive or dead and you can never talk to them again and you're not even sure if they're real anymore or if they ever really exist or they were just imaginary friends or uh characters in a, in a book or a movie sometimes you can't even tell which part of your life is a real what really happened or which parts are uh yeah you just you're mixing up fucking reality and uh fiction um so anyway you get to the point eventually at least i did and I've noticed this with other people, where you are just so afraid of that pain, right? That pain of uh, losing someone, or, you know, that's person going away forever, and you can never see them again. 
Um, and then you don't want to get close to anybody. You got to keep the, you can fake it, but you don't want to actually really get close to anyone because you don't want to feel that pain. But like I always say, like, you know, you can protect yourself so you're so fucking safe. And then what are you left with? You're sitting there and you got, you got nobody. You can't be close to anyone. You're just completely fucking isolated and alone. It's like, yeah, you're safe. But, um, anyway, I, I say this, I hate to get all heavy on you guys, but anytime you feel that extreme pain, it's the worst fucking pain you'll ever feel in your entire life of losing someone. Um, it's the worst ever and it doesn't really comfort you, you like to hear these fucking words, but eventually realize like as horrible as that pain is, that pain is, uh, is a good thing, you know, and only in the way that it, uh. It reminds you that you did love someone, that you did care about someone, that you, you did form a bond. So, um, I don't know. I got to the point where I couldn't feel anything. Like, I was just so fucking numb. Like, I just didn't care. Like, someone died or some fucking, you know, I'd see dead animals or I'd see anything. And I just, it just didn't really, I just didn't give a shit. I couldn't bring myself to care. Then I was talking to this old lady who'd been with her husband her whole life. Really great guy, too. Uh, he's a trades guy, just like me and so many of us. You know, he worked his whole life. He had his own business. And, um, you know, and he just... And then he fucking lost his mind and got really sick. And uh, so, anyway, he uh, he didn't want us to get rid of his old fucking reclining chair when we gave him a new one. He said to put it in the garage. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And then she's like... Um, she wanted to get rid of it, but then she was like, I'm just going to do whatever he wants, you know, I just want to make him happy, because she knew it was his last days or whatever. And it's absolutely heartbreaking, you know, because it's just like, this is the best case scenario. Louis has a great bit about this. Like, the absolute best case scenario is you can find someone that you love more than anything in the world, spend your entire life with them, and then one of you has to go, and it's like the fucking worst pain ever. And that's the best case scenario. Life is very cruel that way. Um, but anyway... Uh, she was like, oh, just put the, uh, like the old chair, just put it in the garage here. She's like, I just, I just need somewhere to, uh, to like where I can go sit and cry by myself. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, <laughs> I was like, it just hit me so hard. Cause she's not making like a dark joke or whatever. Like she's just like strategizing. She's like, I just need somewhere where I can go be alone and just cry all night and for hours. And I was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> this is fucking brutal. You know, because I know this will be me one day, you know, and it's just like, or sorry, I, I won't be like, the, the, I'll be the fucking dying guy who just, you know, has lost his mind and is just going to die in his fucking chair. And my missus is going to have to fucking cry and miss me and be sad and shit. And so anyway, I got back to the truck and I was like, fuck this. I'm like, that hit me so hard. I was like, I just need a minute, man. I'm like, that, that fucked me up. I'm like... But once I got past that, that, that feeling, I was like, you know what? Actually, I just realized that's the first time in so long I really felt something. Like, I really, like, I, I, I actually felt like, wow, that fucking, uh, like, I felt something for someone. I, I never even met this fucking person. I, I get, and the other thing with uh, customers and doing business, you can get really cold, too. It just becomes about dollars and cents, and, and, um, and that sucks. Especially working in the city, you know, people get really fucking heartless. And, you know, it's easy to judge them, but it's like, I was one of those people, man. I, I got so aggressive. I got so fucking uh, cutthroat. And you have to be because people will fucking eat you alive, especially in a big city, especially in business. And you uh, you end up like that. And it's, uh, it's, it's a fucking, <laughs> it's a casualty of it. You become a fucking sociopath, really. And all the most successful people do, to some extent at least, if not fully, become sociopathic because you have to completely separate all your fucking... Uh, feelings and empathy in uh, the pursuit of capital 
anyway, I like to do work now. I don't make the money I used to, but I like to do work now. I feel good about it. And we get to do a lot of good, good work. Actually, even back then, I used to do a lot of good stuff. I used to, uh, it's, uh, completely negated by me bragging about it now, but, uh, it, it's, um, I'm just trying to explain how good it feels to help people. I did so much fucking work for nothing and I wouldn't trade that for anything. I fucking, I'm still fucking in debt and I'm still fucking broke from having a business, but I can, I can feel good about a lot of what I did. I worked hard. I worked really hard and I, you know what? I accomplished what I needed to accomplish, but I helped out a ton of fucking people when I could. And I still, I still get to, you know, I get to, you get to help people. It's like I said about, um, I said this a long time ago, fuck, this is 70 episodes in. <laughs> we just, we just passed 69. <laughs> the number 69 is funny. I explained that in the last episode, guys pay attention. But, um, I was talking uh, probably one of the first episodes about how Bono said uh, uh, from... Uh, I actually got to see him live once. It was awesome. I was at a Pearl Jam concert, but I was so high up in the nosebleeds, I couldn't really make out who it was. I actually thought it was Neil Young because this guy came out in a cowboy hat, but it was Bono, and he sung um, Keep on Rockin' in the Free World. Pearl Jam put on an amazing show too, but it's cool to see... Uh, See Bono as well. But anyway, one time uh, he was in an interview, uh, he was just clarifying that a lot of people misquote one of his best songs as one. And one of the lines is, we, we've, got to, we've got to carry each other. And he says, no, we get to carry each other. It sounds like semantics, but he's like, it's a very, very important distinction because it's an honor and it, it's actually the most rewarding feeling ever when you get to help people, you know? So, that being said... I feel good about all the good I've got to do in this world, and uh, I don't I don't take anything for granted. Any good stuff anyone did for me. Sorry for it's a rainy day, guys. I'm sorry for getting all fucking heavy and shit. I just uh, I just wanted to make a quick note about the fucking all that hate and shit getting spread um, on the internet and like people's scapegoating groups of people and st blaming all their problems and hating. It's uh, but amongst that there is a lot of positive shit. You know, if you can sift through it, there's so much good in the world, and it's worth uh, fighting for. I'm trying to quote uh, Samwise Gamgee. I always fuck up that quote. But anyway, uh, yeah, there is a, there's a ton of good stuff there, too. Like, shit, don't, don't get bogged down in that. Or, or don't let anyone control your fucking emotions or direct your hate or use your fucking, all your insecurities, frustration, and anger and direct that at any fucking group of people. There's good and bad in every single fucking group. That much I fucking know from personal experience. Um, so, anyway, I've uh, done enough preaching. I'm sorry for getting all heavy again, guys. It's a rainy day and uh, it's a little bit gloomy, but uh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to get to work. I love you all. Be well. Good morning. Welcome back to Bigger on the Champs podcast. What's going on, everybody? How are we doing? Yes. The last segment I was talking about, I was talking about, um, how, uh, oh, fuck, my, I was gonna say I was speaking, but with, with very little clarity, because my brain was just so fucking frazzled, um, about, uh, how, you know, shit on the internet can be used, uh, people use this fucking, like, our emotions to kind of control us, you know, they try to get an emotional reaction, it was, this is what the news is, this is what the fucking, like, any goddamn political views or, or political videos or all this fucking shit, it just to, to fire you up and, and, and get a reaction out of you and then that 
you know, you join whatever fucking side it is. It's the same fucking shit on both sides, you know. You believe, oh, you're on the good side and everyone else is on the bad side. It's, uh, it's a form of getting a divide, to divide and conquer us, right? It's absolutely fucking absurd. It's absolutely fucking absurd. I was trying to do a Lauren Michaels. I've been listening to those uh, Dana Carvey and uh, uh, David Spade fucking fly on the wall uh, podcasts. I really enjoy it. I don't know. I just I loved SNL growing up. Although uh, for me it wasn't Saturday Night Live because I was a little kid uh, when when we used to watch it in like the early '90s. It was uh, so my brother would tape it on the old VCR, and uh, I thought that was the most phenomenal thing in the world that you could tape things with a VCR. And uh, because you can edit out the commercials, which was like absolutely unfathomable, you know, because I thought like, you know, there was no such thing as fucking TV show without some stupid fucking commercial. Like what a fucking ripoff. Like now everything's been completely fucking turned upside down and and done in such a more fucking efficient and, 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 and wonderful fucking way. But... Like, now it's like if you get an app or you get a fucking whatever, if you get, you're get you using anything, it's like you either fucking pay and then don't have ads or you fucking get it for free and then you have ads. Like the radio. The radio is free, but you have ads. But it's like television, it's like you fucking pay so much. I think we pay like the most on the planet for internet and television because we're fucked. And, uh, well, we just have cartels running the fucking business rather than fucking like... Uh, capitalism is evil. It's designed to be evil. But I always say one fucking great thing about true capitalism is when it works properly is when you have businesses competing with one another to provide the best good or services and then uh, at the best rate, you know, the consumer wins technically, you know, when that's occurring properly. But I mean, it's all corruption. That's the thing. All these fucking things are seen as evil. Communism, that's just a buzzword. Like, t- communism is, was a, a precursor to terrorism. Terrorism's a, like the, you know, fucking... It's, it's just a buzzword. It make, again, to get people upset, to make you fuck... To conjure up these fucking feelings. To uh, give you a an enemy, you know? And I'll tell you, this is a real thing. I've played Civilization. When you have a fucking mighty army, when you have this amazing military force you've used to fucking uh, take most of the world's resources... All, and then and then all of a sudden you're not at war anymore. You've eliminated your enemies or at least fucking pacified them. Well, what the fuck are you going to do with this giant army? You know, every tu- every turn you got a fucking, you know, you got this giant army to command and you got this huge military budget. What are you going to do? You know, you got to fucking shake things up a little. You got to start some kind of war. But also, not only that, people need an enemy. Um, actually, when I was a little kid, I remember one of my favorite movies was Batman. We only owned one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think like once a month or whatever you get to go rent one at the local video store. Now I will say, and this is a feeling of nostalgia, although it's like so much better like uh, with the streaming services, it's a million times better. It's so easy and convenient to watch shit. Um, there was something about going and renting a movie that was so exciting. It was so much more than just, you know, like now just just get any movie you can think of at the fucking fraction of a second. And it's wonderful. It's obviously better. But uh, anyway, I really enjoyed that documentary about Blockbuster because it's just uh, the last Blockbuster. Because, yeah, like, fuck, you know, nostalgia. It's a thing. Actually, I was in uh, fucking Winners, I think it was. I don't know, some 
goddamn fucking store. I fucking hate this store so much. And then I often wonder, I'm like, you used to love going to the mall. What happened to you? What happened to you, Ron? The mall used to be so exciting. Now it's like fucking torture. But anyway, uh, I saw a fucking Castle Grayskull. And uh, like, you know, the old He-Man. Everyone had one in the fucking 80s. Uh, it was like the fucking staple toy. Uh, all the He-Man toys. And then, and then the Ninja Turtle toys. Honestly, sometimes I just, I don't have anything. Like, I've, I've, I've uh, flushed everything. Every single material possession I've flushed right out of my fucking life. I don't think I kept a single fucking thing. Multiple times I just lost everything and started over. Um, and this is a valuable fucking lesson. Um, but again, this is another thing that changed so much. Because when I was a kid, I just, I loved having stuff. Like, I loved having so much fucking stuff. It just made me happy. Every time I found a new shiny treasure, it could be absolute garbage, junk. And I'd be so excited. Now, every time I look at anything. Like, even when I'm in the store, I just see a bunch of junk. And it stresses me out. Because I've uh, reprogrammed my brain to just see stuff as fucking junk that I don't want. And that stresses me out. Because it's like... I need to be ready to leave it. I need to be ready to fucking mobilize at a fraction of a fucking second and, and be out the door and gone. And uh, that's the way I like to live for the long, longest time now. And a bunch of stuff, it, it's, uh, it just clutters my fucking life up. It just clutters everything up. And it, it, it really it bothers me. It stresses me out. I'm glad that it brings people pleasure. Like I was talking about this one lady with all her Christmas knickknacks. She, this lady had more doodads and knickknacks than anyone I'd ever seen. But she was like... She was like really aggressively defending this. Like, you know, like, I'm the one who dusts them. I'm the one who sets them up. And I'm the one who puts them away. And this is my house. And it's like, lady, I'm not attacking you. I'm actually complimenting you because I love Christmas stuff. Like, Christmas still makes me very happy. No matter how many bad things happen at Christmas, I still have such a positive association. And I'm glad I still have that. Um, but anyway, I feel like she's uh, she's had to defend her doodad knickknack collection enough. I feel like I talked about this um, already, but it's a very important subject matter, so it will come up repeatedly, especially throughout this season. And I don't know about you guys, but I start my Christmas season on November 1st, and I don't give a shit what you say. Unless October can, or sorry, uh, Halloween can spill over a little. Halloween's fucking awesome too, but um, I, don't, I don't know, fuck. When you work in the retail business, it means big money. But the thing is, I don't give a flying fuck about money. I just like the fucking the feeling of Christmas. I like the feeling of seeing my family and uh, being together and all that cheesy fucking shit, you know. Because, um, <laughs> again, I'm obviously an anti-fucking materialism type of fucking person. Um, I, I <laughs> But the thing is, it's like when you're a kid and you get, like, all these new toys and new fucking shinies, it's so fucking exciting, you know. It's so happy. And uh, sometimes I wish I could feel that again, like about about stuff. But I don't I don't fucking need it. Anyway, I don't feel like I'm completing a lot of thoughts. So going back to what I was saying about Saturday Night Live, it was actually Sunday morning taped because we'd watch it on Sunday morning and it was taped. Um, I felt like that was like some kind of one-liner zinger, but I'm just like telling you fucking facts. <laughs> fucking tape from Sunday, or tape from New York, it's Sunday morning, um, you know, like, when I, I, anyway, that show is so fucking good, um, I guess I started, I was watching, like, the, the end of the 80s, early 90s, and it was just so goddamn funny, it's such a fucking all-star cast, and Dana Carvey, uh, Adam Sandler, 
I I never found him that funny. He was really good on the show, and like he. Uh, but anyway, his fucking terrible songs. I just whatever. They're they're pretty bad, but he. I, I really like him as a person. I think he's really awesome. Uh, I think he, even if I don't like all of his movies or whatever, I think it's really cool how he just uh, he he um, he takes such good care of his buddies. You know, like he. he you're like you do one movie with him it's almost like you're in the adam sandler union he'll like bring you along for every single other one and like you can tell even if you don't like the movie that it's just him and his buddies having a really great time and wouldn't that be awesome like if you went to your buddies was really successful and like just took you all over the world and you got to party and fucking make movies and shit i don't want i don't want to really make movies but uh anyway i think that's really cool and i can't i don't know why do i always uh talk about these guys like I'm giving him my approval like he fucking needs it I I uh I don't know I just I guess I was just saying something bad and I feel guilty but anyway I um fuck sorry I had to pause because I couldn't stand that fucking turning signal um but anyway yeah I don't know I, I could go on and on about Saturday Night Live and I will but um I wanted to shift gears for a second and just say that, yeah, it was so phenomenal to be able to edit out, like, by, by um, taping it, you could fucking pause the taping and uh, you could you could eliminate the commercials, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. And at the time, that seemed, like, absolutely impossible to do otherwise. And um, anyway, now I, I, I fucking love those commercials. Like, they're so fucked. Like, if you ever uh, get bored go on YouTube and uh, just watch like commercials from the 80s, commercials from the 90s. Uh, There's some fucking crazy ones, man. And they're just so, there's so much work to put in, for better or for worse, um, good or bad, it, it is just as entertaining. But also that feeling of nostalgia, you know, that's a great fucking feeling. And uh, the thing is, is we will... You could fucking enjoy anything. You can acquire the taste for anything. You can form a positive association with absolutely anything. It's like uh, you go to the Zeller's restaurant. I think Zeller's is gone now. But the restaurant, like, I think one of their top-selling things was uh, liver and onions. Now, liver and onions are fucking absolutely disgusting. Well, I mean, onions don't have to be. But liver is fucking disgusting. But if you grew up eating that, and then the, the taste and smell of liver, if that could take you back to a simpler time or a happier time of your childhood, then yeah, fucking right. That can be, you know what I mean? Like, we acquire the taste for so many fucking things, it's absolutely absurd. And people think like, well, this tastes really good because it tastes good. It's like, not necessarily, you know? Some things taste good and it's a chemical reaction and there's a reason it tastes good, yes. But uh, when it comes to acquiring taste, it's like certain fucking things have to be acquired. Certain things you have to form that positive association. And just because you've had it so long that you couldn't even imagine otherwise, doesn't, like, you know what I mean? That's where, that's where it's completely subjective from person to person, you know, what what music you like, what food you like, what fucking, uh, you know, what kind of art you enjoy. Art is fucking ridiculous, any form of art, whether it's, uh, you know, like paintings or fucking movies or music or whatever. Um... Because it can be worth a million dollars or it can be worth absolutely nothing. It's both priceless and fucking worthless. Those are synonymous but have very different connotations or whatever. Um, but anyway, it's like uh, I, I was going to try to 
fucking clarify this thought. I, sometimes I have such clear thoughts. I wake up at like 2, 3 a.m. and I have these crazy clear-ass thoughts before my brain gets all muddled. Um, mostly I'm waking up because I have really bad sleep apnea. My brain's like, yo, get up, motherfucker. And your brain will fuck with you. Um, it won't tell you exactly what's going on. Like, that's like dreams and nightmares and shit. Like, you, ha you get the craziest fucking things because your brain, it's, your brain is way too complex, so it communicates with you in such a fucking way that, um, yeah, that's, that's where psychiatry comes in, like, to really delve into, like, what the fuck is going on, and, like, what things mean what, and, um, it's so fucking subjective, again, like, you know, every single human mind is completely fucking different, it might operate in the same fucking way, but it's, your experiences are completely fucking different, your genetic code is different, you know, it can be similar to someone else's, but it's going to, your experiences are going to be completely different. And, um, so anyway, my metaphor for, uh, or a simile, whatever, I, I, like I was saying, I was addicted to these things, so I use them all the time, because at one point, someone said, hey, that was very profound. And, uh, I loved when people thought I was fucking smart or whatever, and that actually took me a while, because I used to be embarrassed about being intelligent. Now I'm a fucking idiot, so I don't give a shit about, like, uh, I don't have to be ashamed or, uh, embarrassed. I certainly don't have to be fucking modest because I, I live most of my fucking days as a goddamn full-blown waterhead. Like, uh, anyway, fucking, I would get so embarrassed if a teacher would call me out for, like, because the teachers knew I wasn't, like, a, well, not all of them, but a, some of them actually just thought I was a fucking idiot, and I was happy with that. I wanted people to think I was a fucking idiot because then I didn't have to try hard. I, I made the expectations. Really, I learned very young how to manipulate people, and one of them is to, like, manage their, make, make them control their expectations and just come across as a fucking idiot. But also, if you have buddies who are a little bit simple, then, you know, they, they get, like, offended if you're intelligent or you try to, like, I don't know. It is what it is. It's the same way uh, if you work out and you get bigger and stronger than everyone around you. Now, a lot of guys like it that way. Now, me, I'd rather be surrounded by people that are bigger and stronger than me and then me try to get better. And then intelligently, it's better to be like that too, to try to constantly be trying to better yourself. Um, but anyway, you shouldn't... All, but in that case, you you also shouldn't think less of people just because they are a little bit fucking stupider, you know. Um, I, I, I don't believe in that either. But anyway, if I can say fucking anything, I don't know if I'm ever going to finish this thought. Uh, it's never take your fucking attention span or your intelligence for granted. Appreciate that shit because that can fucking vanish at any moment. I never, I expected my body to break down from like you know, a lifetime, like, over, I got over two decades of fucking hard, back-breaking manual labor under my belt, and I expect my body to break down, I can deal with that, it's physical pain, it is what it is, you know, pain is a reminder that you're alive, I like using those, uh, slogans, uh, you know, like, for motivational speeches, or scars are the proof that you, uh, ah, fuck, I don't know who gives a shit, anyway, uh, <laughs> the, I don't know, fuck, God damn, I'm trying to make a fucking point here. I was trying to compare, like, smoking is, is one of these things that you acquire the taste for. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. Um, I smoke, like, most of my fucking life, and uh, I thought it was this great fucking thing, but it really isn't. It sucks. And even though you know it sucks, like, you, have, you still have this illusion that it's, like, calming you down or it's, like, relieving some kind of stress. The thing is, is it's... The only stress it can relieve is the stress caused by the nicotine addiction. 
So it's like the best you could ever fucking feel is temporarily you can feel like someone who never smoked because you're just easing that addiction. There's so many other addictions that just work in that way. Uh, it's like, you know, a much more severe version of that would be like heroin or something like that where you just get horribly, horribly sick. And it starts out you feel really great, uh, but then you're just getting horribly, horribly sick and you're just trying not to be horribly sick. It's like a, cigarettes are just a milder version of that. And, uh, yeah, you form all these bullshit fucking things about, like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands, so I smoke. And it's just, like, you could say the same thing about heroin. Like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands, so I do heroin. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just fucking silly. It's nonsense. Um, there's so many goddamn things you can do with your hands. So, anyway, uh... Oh, yeah, I was going to compare it to, like, watching fucking uh, the news or watching stupid fucking shit on the internet or reading stupid shit that gets you fucking all worked up. Now, the thing is, there is a reward system in your brain. Don't don't fucking uh, I'm, uh, take me wrong. I'm not trying to sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is also a very important point I constantly make is that I'm talking like I'm a fucking expert. I am not a fucking expert. There is no accountability. This is my point. The internet is, just allows any fucking moron. Like up until, what, two weeks ago, I was bumped down to a grade eight education because my fucking gas license was revoked, which negated all my college, <laughs> all my college and all my knowledge. Uh, actually, brain damage fucking removed most of my fucking knowledge. But um, I just got my fucking uh, GED, so I guess now I'm all right. Um, <laughs> I'm working my way back up. But anyway, my point is, is for all intents and purposes, I could have a less than a grade 8 education, and I could come on here and give you guys all advice on every single topic, whether I fucking know it or not. Now, don't get me wrong. Education is just one fucking... I mean, formal education is just one fucking thing. I will not say that I've met people with fucking high school diplomas that can't read or write or do basic math. And I've met people that are absolute fucking geniuses with no education. So, you can't take anything for fucking granted. But in general, it's, uh, what, what education shows to me is, is not just intelligence. Because I was, I was really, really intelligent as a young person. But, you know what it was, is just fucking going and sitting in a fucking room and, and following orders and doing this or that without fucking, uh, I don't know. I, I just wanted to work. I just, I was like, fuck it. I'm so sick. It's not that I never, I didn't want to learn. I love fucking learning. I just, I hated school. I hated school so fucking much. But so much of school and work though is to get you to break, is to break your spirit, you know? And, uh, that's one thing that fucking kills me. However, I started going to the alternative schools and now the alternative, I went to seven high schools and, uh, some of them were fucking rough, but then you end up going to these, um, like, and then they're like, they're basically just programs to keep fucking delinquents and violent criminals off the street, which is great. And, uh, <laughs> see with me though, it just made me feel so much better. I was like, I'm fucked, but I, it could be so much worse. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with these guys and I'm thinking like, it could be so much worse. Like these guys are fucked and they probably always will be. Actually, that being said, I was at a friend's house and I saw this guy I recognized from one of these really fucked up schools I went to. And I uh, called him out and I was like, dude, uh, 
I'm like you. I'm like I'm so happy because he, he's a friend for my friend in uh, university. And I'm like I can't believe you're in university and you're doing so well. And I'm like and you lost like a lot of weight, dude. You look great. He's like who the fuck are you? I'm like you won't recognize me because I don't look like the same person at all as I did when I was like 14. I'm like but we used to smoke dope and drink fucking 40 ounces in the park every day and uh we were all fucked <laughs> i'm like dude and like i remember this guy quite clearly because he's very he was one of these guys that was just in a unfortunate circumstances where he was very poor lived in shitty neighborhoods you know just got mixed up in the wrong people and he but he was quite bright he was really brilliant a lot more a lot smarter than his peer group but also wasn't ashamed like I was, he wasn't ashamed to like have intelligent thoughts and to uh, express them. Uh, I remember uh, we were doing a unit on racism, and it would get really fucking heated because a lot of these guys were very violent and simple-minded, and they would fucking go off. And uh, we had like a very uh, diverse group of uh, people, quite a lot of diversity. I believe it's a, a large wooden ship from the uh, 1800s. And uh, the teacher said, Ron, I don't believe that corporate is worried about the lack of a large wooden ship. I love that guy. I can't, I can't get his voice now. He just died. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about, I was just referencing Anchorman. And it was, it was good because the guy's name is Ron. So you see how I worked that in seamlessly? Um, I can never remember that guy's name who I was just impersonating. He's in a ton of stuff. He played Phil Dunphy's dad in Modern Family. He actually played a character that looked just like him. He was a cop and then a security guard in uh, King of the Hill. Um, anyway, he's in a lot of stuff, and I always like him. But he's, he's dead now, all right? But I don't give a fuck because, you know what? Look how old he was right up to the end. Uh, he, he just kept working right up to the end. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty fucking impressive. Um... Like fucking Clint Eastwood, the guy's like fucking in his 90s, his skeleton, <laughs> he just banged a movie out like not that long ago. <laughs> I think he just gets better every fucking year, every every movie I see I think he's better. Um, but anyway, let me just try to finish that one thought before I go, because um, I gotta go into work here, was yeah, the, the, the cigarettes giving you any sort of relief is a fucking illusion. I don't know if I expressed that clearly. I'm actually paraphrasing from some guy. Uh, I'm stealing content from someone else. Uh, I, I go over that again, but then that that is a perfect comparison, I thought, anyway, to, uh, yeah, like just finding shit on the internet to get upset about getting all worked up. Because there is a reward system in your head that does reward that. And it makes you feel better to get all angry and worked up and shit. I think it's like to give you an energy boost so that you can deal with the situation. Because like you get all stressed and upset and then you get an energy boost so you can deal with that situation. I'm, I'm trying to like, right now I'm like imagining like caveman times, you know. And um, it's, I'm, I'm still not expressing this thought clearly enough. But anyway, it's a fucking illusion. You know, cigarettes and uh, is, is uh, I was trying to use this metaphor. It, it, it's uh, it's an illusion that it's giving. It's it's adding anything positive to your fucking life. I guarantee there's more than enough real fucking issues in your life um, that you don't need to go onto the internet and uh, and find more things to upset you. You also uh, and I'm guilty of this too. Don't let me smugly look down my nose at you guys. Um, or it's because you don't want to deal with this shit in your fucking life or uh, it's easier just to look go, go search the entire fucking planet for problems and and uh, solve them or it's like Dennis Leary said when you're all fucked on uh, 
blow in the in the club in the bathroom and you figured out how to solve every single problem in the fucking world and you're like you're like so puzzled like well if we figured out how to solve every problem in the world then why isn't the world solved and it's like no it's just because you're doing blow off the back of a toilet seat with some stranger that your brain is rewarding you to tell you you've solved all the world's problems but again it's just a fucking illusion guys anyway um I'm going to listen to this and realize that I started like 20 thoughts and didn't finish even fucking 19 of them or whatever. Anyway, I love you all. Be well. And, uh, yeah, I'll try to get back to being more fucking upbeat, uh, on the next one. I'm actually feeling really good. Life's going really well. And, uh, I actually couldn't be happier. So, uh, God bless you all. And, uh, Merry Christmas. Even though it's, uh, I don't even know if it's fucking December yet. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on everybody how you doing welcome back to big brother chips podcast broadcasting live from the dashboard of my truck how's everybody doing uh you know uh since the last segment um anyway i feel like i've been getting a little too heavy a little too dark Actually, no, I think I lost some fucking weight. The other day I was, uh, I weighed myself. I was like, hmm, seems a little high. Took my fucking jacket off. And, uh, my fucking jacket weighs 10 pounds. Fuck. I remember I had one that was 19. 19 fucking pounds. This thing was like armor. It was like, well, I mean, fuck. In the old days, the leather armor was a thing. And, like, actually, uh, you know, if you're riding a motorcycle or something, you'd, you'd be fucking stupid if you don't wear leather and fucking, or, or at least, like, you know, if not that other hard plastic shit, you should wear armor. I don't know. I'll never get on a fucking motorcycle, man. I've seen too much shit. I've seen too much shit. I really want, want to, um, but yeah, fuck. I don't know. I have a hard enough time staying alive. Uh, 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 staying alive. Um, even, uh, just walking around on foot. Fuck, even the missus was asking me to put more fucking Christmas lights up on the second story. I'm like, fuck, dude. You know how shitty our fucking life insurance policy is? Like, seriously. I mean, if I didn't have a kid, I, I, I would be one thing. But, yeah. Because worse than dying, like, fuck, if I'm fucking disabled, that's, that's, I don't know. Like, unable to fucking work. Well, as long as I can talk shit and I can still make my podcast, then I'm going to, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's the most important thing but you know how dark and depressing my podcast is gonna get if i can't fuck a walk but that's when i'm gonna become a comedian i'm gonna be a rolly comedian not a stand-up comedian if i'm disabled i don't care i'll come out on those fucking sticks that that kid from fucking uh breaking bad uses and just be like uh, 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 anyway uh, this is bullshit you killed uncle hank you killed him that's going to be my first impression. I'm just going to do impressions of disabled people. Um, I don't know. I think that's a good way to go. Well, that guy's not even that fucking disabled. He's hamming it up. And that's why it's so fucking annoying. Like, God, get it together, man. Get it together, man. Sorry, guys. I just uh, paused there for a minute. I was making a left turn, and I wanted to blank out that turning signal. You know what uh, would be better than just doing that and telling you about it would be just doing that and not telling you about it. Sorry about the pause there. Ha! 
It's like uh, they teach you this when you play music as a kid, is to just play on. Don't fucking stop and fucking freak out or dwell or whatever. You just go on. Move on with the fucking thing. And uh, I don't do that enough. All right? In life, this is another metaphor. Everything's a fucking metaphor. If you're not sure if it's a metaphor, it is. All right? Every goddamn thing. Just play on. Don't dwell on shit. You know, just don't stop. Keep playing. Play, keep playing, you know. Um, especially with a live performance, it's it's like people... <sighs> mistakes let you know it's not the studio. It's not the perfect studio version, you know. What I can't stand, and I totally understand why they do it, but when you want to hear a song live, you want to hear the song that you know, right? Like from a band. Um, <sighs> that Anyway, you finally got to see live. And then they, what they do is they play the fucking song differently, and they, they, especially the vocals, the guy will sing the song completely differently because he's so sick of the same fucking song. Can, can you imagine, like, and, and I, I do empathize, because can you imagine playing the same fucking songs? Let's just say you're like the Rolling Stones. You've been playing the same fucking song since, like, the 1960s, and you got to keep banging out the same fucking songs. Um, obviously, you're going to sing them a little different. But then, like me, I'm just like, stop fucking around, man. Just sing the fucking shit the way I want to... I want to hear almost the studio version. But I want to hear it live. That being said, people playing live fucking music, like some, some shaky fucking phone. I, like, fuck, that's just so disappointing. Like, first of all, I don't want to hear that. It sucks. Um, like, the video footage sucks. The audio sucks. And the thing is, a live experience, unless it's like... You know, you have, like, a professional fucking crew doing the fucking, uh, the filming or whatever. Like, you know, it can be good. It can be enjoyable. But just someone's shaky fucking camera footage. Like, for, that's two things. One, it's absolute fucking shit. I wasn't there, so I don't fucking care. Like, I mean, the live shows I was at, I wouldn't even rewatch them on some shaky camera phone. Because I have this beautiful fucking memory that nothing could fucking, uh, come close to matching. But... Um, and the other thing is, that tells me that you didn't enjoy the fucking show. You spent the whole show sh holding up some fucking phone and just pissing off other people. Like, why not experience the fucking shit? Why not enjoy it? Like, fuck. I don't know. Well, I, I, uh, I get really frustrated with that shit. Like, people just, like, or, or they want to, like, constantly stop and take pictures of themselves. And it's like, you know what? I want to have a good time. I don't. And I wouldn't mind pictures of people having a good time. I don't mind, like, a couple here or there because I never take pictures ever. Um, actually, I've gone years without even looking in a fucking mirror. And I didn't even know what the fuck I looked like. Um, I still sometimes don't recognize myself. I'm like, who the fuck is this handsome devil? No, I'm like, who the fuck's this old, bald, fat fucking dickhead? Um, you know? Actually, I got to say, though, when I was looking at my wedding pictures, I was like, holy shit, look at this handsome devil. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's the other way around, but I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? It was like, who the fuck is this guy? But in a good way. Um, but like on a wedding, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? You didn't spend that much money on a fucking event. You're going to spend that much money on an outfit. Everybody like spent that much time and effort looking nice. Absolutely. You got to get some fucking pictures to commemorate the fucking thing. But, uh, you know what? On like just a regular fucking night out to take like a hundred fucking pictures, and every and it's like most pictures are not people having a good time. It's pictures of people that may or may not have been having a good time, and now they're forcing smiles and trying so hard to take fucking pictures. Like that's what most pictures are, and it's fucking horrendous. 
all right? It's just forced fake fucking smiles and like trying to recreate some fucking moment that may or may not have been happening and either wasn't happening and you're faking it, which is fucking pathetic, or it was and now you've ironically ruined it to, to do a photo shoot because so many fucking people, and this is especially with the ed, uh, invention of social media and shit, is like they're more concerned with taking fucking photos so that they can uh, post them online and then show everyone that they had such a fucking great time. It's like, why not just have such? Why not just have a great time? I fucking hated that too because like when you hang out with people that do this shit, or sometimes they just take candid photos, they'll take like the worst pictures ever. And like, I'll never be able to relax when I know there's a paparazzi sneaking around, fucking trying to take all these pictures and videos. Um, and it's like, sometimes you don't even know. People are taking pictures and videos of you and posting them online. You didn't even fucking know. And it's like, what the fuck? Even if it's not embarrassing shit, like, that shit is creepy as fuck. What the fuck are you doing? But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, the other day, my, uh... We're, we're, we're trying to get pictures of the baby and like the baby wasn't cooperating and uh, you know they're like ah this happens sometimes it's like what the fuck what do you want this baby's like fucking tucked away in a nice little womb like you know he or she I don't know what the fuck I don't know the gender until later um, I don't know I wanted a boy but I think it's a girl I think uh, the, the amount of grief I've already gone through and my, my hair's falling out more and turning white I am convinced I'm having a little girl. And then the stubbornness of not, not, not cooperating for these pictures. That's definitely not me. I, I'm, a, I'm a team player. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like, fuck off. Let's leave this, this, this little baby alone. Fuck. Why you gotta get all these damn pictures? No, I mean, they are important. Uh, but anyway, it's so amazing to see a little... Like, because the first one just looks like a little fucking dot. Like, oh, sweet, little dot. All right. I made a hilarious joke because my nan's name was Olive. And uh, I was like, oh, she looks just like my nan, because like, the picture looks like a black olive. I'm like, looks just like olive. <laughs> just, I mean, I didn't say the joke out loud, but I thought of it, like, fucking several weeks later. I'm, I'm real fucking sharp like that. Don't you fucking hate that when you come up with... Because I, I often reflect on, uh, like, like uh, all kinds of parts of my life. And then, um, yeah, I'll think of the most clever fucking line. And it's sometimes it's weeks, months, even years later. And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> oh, but anyway, I was remembering a funny story. Um, I remembered a couple stories about passing out in bathtubs. And one of them was, uh, I was just working at a hotel and I passed out in a bathtub. And I thought that was funny. I, I can't remember. There's more to the story. Fuck. Yeah, sorry. I was trying so hard to have that memorized. Ah, fucking was getting tailgated. So I had to pause and fucking... I was going to start yelling and swearing, and then I just said, go, go away, go away. And then the guy went away, went around, so I'm happy, you know? Um, anyway, I could have left you guys out of that whole fucking experience, but, you know, then you would have been left out. Anyway, I, there was more to that story. I'll, if I think of it later, I'll tell you. Um, oh, I think I had some tools in my pocket, and they fell out and smashed, and it was really loud, but then I think people checked into the hotel room or something. I don't know. Fuck, that one's all hazy in my mind. That was a really great job, though. I love that. That was the first job because I was, like, really high strung. I still kind of am. Uh, I just work 
way too hard. I was just obsessed with working, getting work done. No matter what job it was, it just fucked. That was like my whole identity was just based on work, you know. And uh, I worked for this fucking hotel. I started out guns ablaze and working super fucking hard. And I did get a lot done, and I did uh, learn a ton because I was a maintenance guy, and I was working on this old guy that was just uh, actually wasn't that old. He's probably like maybe 40s, 50s. Seemed old at the time because I was only 20 early 20s I don't fucking know who cares I mean he's old not in a, in a derogatory way he's old in the way that he just knows like every single fucking trade and uh, we worked for this scuzz bucket fucking chain of hotels like these guys were fucking sketchy as shit um, that's a really long story anyway let me tell you this other bathtub story this one's not mine I was just present for it I was working uh, doing some construction a while back and uh this fucking guy was like wicked hung over and just tired as shit and uh he, uh, he had a, he's, he's like he's like oh fucking coffee won't do it i need an energy drink so he goes and fucking he goes to this sketch bag ass fucking dollar store and he buys this fucking what he thinks is an energy drink and pounds it down and i don't know if it was him or someone else he look at the thing and there's all these chinese symbols you can't understand what the fuck this thing is he's like dude this is not an energy drink. This is like medicine. He's like, oh, it tastes medicine-y. Um, he's like, this is like kind of like one of those versions, like a, the Bob Marley thing that's full of melatonin. It's supposed to like, or like, you know, it's supposed to like chill you the fuck out, right? So you can just uh, relax. And uh, <laughs> that was the exact opposite of what this guy needed. Or maybe it was what he needed. But the thing was, is he's like, fuck. And, and I was just like, dude, you got like, a fucking minute to get your fucking sh get your affairs in order because you're going down um he was already fucking exhausted now he's like full of fucking sleep aids and relaxation fucking juice and then so he fucking finds a bathtub because this like everything was raw it was all these condos right so he finds a fucking bathtub and then a whole bunch of boxes of bathtubs and he builds himself a fort around the bathtub and passes out and i can't remember if it was the fucking uh, guy who owned the the company that was building them or was it i think it was a group of investors because i think there were some ladies too because they were like oh what is this he's like oh these are bathtubs like you know they're investigating every single last fucking thing and then they open it up and they're like ah there's this huge fucking plumber guy in here what the fuck he's like he's, he's testing out the bathtubs i guess it was so fucking funny because like any other time he would have been all right but like these guys just popped up out of nowhere that's that's the way it goes Actually, that old guy in the hotel I was talking about, he never sat down, he never relaxed, or he definitely never got caught relaxing or taking it easy. He was a hard worker. And uh, the one time he sat down in a chair and passed out, uh, some guests had checked into the fucking room. And uh, I don't know. The, the place wasn't the worst I've ever seen. There's a lot worse. It's just the people that, uh, this hotel, the people that ran the place, were, um, they are sketchy as fuck. They were involved in a lot of bad stuff. And uh, I, I'm still afraid to speak on things like this, but I think these guys have all been fucking uh, dealt with, more or less, and I'm not going to use any names. Um, nor, and this would, could all be a fever dream, right? Like any fucking story I'm telling you could be all just be alleged and, and just made up. So anyway, I, uh, I wash my hands clean of any fucking, any uh, legal um, responsibility. So, I'll give you guys some stories that may or may not have happened. That's some place where I may or may not have worked with people that may or may not have existed. And one of them, uh, oh my god, 
Actually, I loved it because this guy had this huge furniture fucking uh, store in a furniture warehouse where I used to go and fucking... Uh, I had, like, such a cool fucking hangout because it was just me and the other maintenance guy that had access to this fucking place. So I had, like, a huge pile of king-size mattresses. I used to just fucking run and jump and dive into these things and play my DS. Uh, I remember uh, I used to just throw a football around um, just, just to express how huge this fucking place is. Um, you could, like, throw a football, like, way the fuck up in the air. I don't know, that, that fucking... Uh, and express how big this place is. I can tell you the square footage, if that would help. Um, anyway, what the fuck was my point? The guy was trying to open up a casino, but they, he was he wasn't fucking greasing the right palm. So uh, until then, we just had this huge furniture warehouse because he had so many hotels, right? He had a whole chain of them that uh, we just used it for furniture, or whatever storage. So I went over there all the time because I always needed, you know, furniture, lamps, fucking whatever. And no one was looking after me. The thing is, is the guy that I was working for was so underpaid and fucking getting screwed over that he didn't give a shit. My boss was one of my uh, my close, dear family friends, and he fucking, he, as far as he was concerned, everything was on the up and up. I mean, I did whatever he asked me to do. And then the guy that was supposed, he was actually running the show. And then the guy that was supposed to be running the show was um, an absolute fucking douchebag who had no idea what the fuck was going on. They just hired him because he had a fancy degree and he looked nice in a suit. But I, my buddy brought me on because, uh, well, I needed another job and uh, I could do I could do both maintenance and security because I have experience in that and I was and I looked grizzled enough and there was a lot of fucking need for for both of those things. A lot of things need to be fixed, but we had a lot of issues with junkies and fucking um, you know crack whores and. Actually, out there wasn't so much the crackheads, thank God, because dealing with crackheads is fucking rough. It's like, you know, when you're in the, in, the, in the woods or you're in the jungle, you got to deal with certain fucking things. See, like, the Toronto fucking uh, junkies, at least when I was there, was meth and crack. And they got, like, super fucking strength, and they're fucking got super, in like, just, they're, like, they're completely fucking tweaking, and you don't want to deal with those guys. It's a fucking nightmare. But out, um, out west, at least back then, it was mostly heroin, and they're like fucking zombies, man. You just fucking like not not the aggressive zombies that eat your face so much, uh, like the bath salts people. It was more like you just like they're almost like dead bodies. Like they're pretty most of the time are pretty easy to deal with. You get a few tough customers, but uh, anyway, yeah, I just just dealing with that shit wasn't so. Uh, I don't know. I found it was a hell of a lot easier than what I was used to. That's for damn sure. But anyway, I learned for the first time to be able to take it easy. I never, never knew how to take it easy. Not, definitely not at a job. Um, like I did whatever was asked of me, but I, um, yeah. So I, I learned how to really slack for the first time in my fucking life. I don't prefer a life of slacking, but I do. I did. It was a very valuable lesson to learn. The thing is though, when you're amongst a bunch of fucking lazy goddamn hippies, you're still the hardest fucking worker. <laughs> no, it's, um, there, actually, there's some really awesome fucking hippies out there. I remember I went to this fucking hippie festival, and they were, like, some of the most hardcore, awesome fucking people you could meet. Um, you know, there's good and bad in every single fucking group. I, I hate when we get to this negative connotation of uh, a group of people. It's not like they're a sect. The best was, um, <laughs> the best was, like, the guys that, like, didn't like people from Ontario. Um. There's a lot of that in, around Canada, but uh, it is what it is, especially Toronto. I don't know why there's a lot of hate for Toronto. 
I mean, fuck, I don't know. It's just, they're, they're, it's all, the only thing is, okay, people are people all across the goddamn fucking planet. I've met people from every fucking corner of the world. That's one wonderful thing about Toronto is you get the, a level of integration I don't think exists anywhere, uh, a level of diversity. I was just talking about like the term melting pot. I always seen it as a positive term because I think of this delicious fucking pot of like soup or chili or this pasta that's full of cheese and everything's melting together. Like it's just like, it's so diverse and wonderful. Like I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the most beautiful things in the world because you can be racist and full of hate, but the thing is eventually you have to get the fuck over it. You have to. Because you can't, that's a, it's a completely losing battle because you're just, as far as I remember, you, there's no fucking majority. There's no, I mean, it's all minority, so everyone just has to get along. There's a really good quote about this. It's just like, if you have two groups of people, they're going to fucking be at each other's throats constantly. And there is so many fucking things in place to fucking pit us against ourselves. Before it was like, it was religion. Or, or sorry, th this quote refers to religion. It's like, if there's two religions, they'll try to murder each other constantly. They'll constantly be at each other's throats. But if there's like a thousand religions, everyone's going to get along. Because you have to. you got no choice. If there's no fucking majority and it's not just fucking blue against red, that's the whole conservative fucking uh, liberal fucking thing. That's just divide and conquer. Split everyone up into blue and red groups. Uh, you know, this side drinks Coke, this side drinks Pepsi, and then, now you hate each other. It's so fucking absurd. It's the same thing with, like, Catholic Protestant or the, uh, like, you know, any other group like that. I don't want to fucking get into these muddy waters. I gotta, I gotta leave soon. You know what I really like is muddy waters. I'll just listen to them. I got, uh, you know, one of the best fucking bands. This is an example of where, yeah, I wish I were at the live show, but, um, it's one of the best live shows I've ever seen. I actually prefer the live versions to the studio versions, and that's, uh, the band The Last Waltz it was just like the most probably one of the best fucking live shows of all time and uh anyway yeah i was just listening to the muddy waters does a track on there there's a whole bunch of really amazing tracks just just i don't know just so many great musicians just hanging out and having a good time you could really feel it you know that's where uh, a live event is captured you know by a professional fucking film crew you know not just like a fucking dickhead with a cell phone there were no cell phones back then you know um I think one of my favorite tracks on there is um, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, but I think that's my absolute favorite version, the version from The Last Waltz. It's just, oh, it's so fucking well done. It's such a beautiful song, full of fucking passion, and just, it's, ah, it just, it's moving. It really is. It's such a beautiful fucking piece of music right there. Oh, fuck. I got a couple minutes here before work, so uh, what else can I uh, talk about? Always knew, always knew I was destined for greatness. Fuck, I'm trying to do, um, Tom Hardy's one of my favies. I'm trying to do his voice from Bronson. That was one of my favorite fucking movies. The crazy thing about that is, um, my buddy, rec we were talking about a movie. We are talking about, uh, fuck. We're both big time Sopranos fans. My buddy asked if I watched The Drop, and I was like, I'll watch anything with James Gandolfini, of course. But I'm like, I don't know. That fucking guy, in the, the, not James Gandolfini, is always great, but um, the guy he's with, I'm like, I don't know if I don't like him or if I don't like the character he's playing. 
that's bothering me. Because a lot of times a character will remind me, and I, I usually, sometimes it takes me years to figure this out, and I don't realize why I dislike a character so much, but what it is, is, is uh, and usually it's unconscious, that character reminds me of someone in my life, or even sometimes myself, that I, that's a part of me that I cannot stand, and then I'll hate that character, and then sometimes even by extension an actor. And then he's like, oh, it's Tom Hardy, dude. That guy's one of the greatest fucking actors. Like, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm like, what's that guy been in? I, do I know him? And he's like, oh, and he lists all these things. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not the same guy. He's like, oh, he's in Bronson. I'm like, dude, Bronson's one of my favorite movies. Like, what what, what fucking part does he play? He's like, he's Bronson. He's fucking... Um, and if you guys haven't seen that, it's one of the best fucking movies, man. It's really artsy and shit, but it's done in such a phenomenal fucking way. It's a true story about the fucking world's most violent prisoner. Um, he's just an absolute fucking animal. He never murdered anyone. He just loves to fight. Like, he just loves to fight. The thing is, is this, and this is the contrary to what I was saying about how I, I hate characters because I fucking see part of myself I hate or some part of someone else that I hated, like, you know, sometime, somewhere in the past. And, um... Everyone you hated is from your past. Here's someone I hated in the future. I was trying to do a fucking uh, Mitch Hedberg. Here's a picture of me when I was younger. Every picture of you is when you are younger. Oh, fuck, I can't even get that voice. But anyway, I was like, there's no way he's Bronson. There's no fucking way. I looked it up, I looked it up, I looked it up. I had to look it up three fucking times. I'm not stuttering. Um, because I couldn't believe it. I was like, fuck, this guy is such a phenomenal fucking actor that I didn't even know he was the same fucking guy. Because he's just so fucking different. So anyway, it was just the sketchy fucking character. Like, he knocked that fucking role right out of the park. He knocks everything right out of the park. Because he's fucking really good. Um, so, anyway. If you guys watch Peaky Blinders, he's really good in that, too. He's that fucking crazy Jewish guy. Um, what else? Everything he's in, he's good, man. But that's... that's um, Anyway, Bronson is like, just the guy was a fucking absolute nut. I can't remember his real name, but then he changed his name to Charlie Bronson because he just loves, like, Charles Bronson from, like, the movies and shit. And, um, yeah, he just wouldn't stop fighting. So that's a part of me that I absolutely fucking love. Because when I was a kid, I loved to fight. I just fucking loved to fight all day, every day. Like, you, you had to, right? Like, everybody I knew fucking just, like, you had to throw down at any time. Still in my mind, I'm ready to fuck. I can't remember the last time I was in the fucking engaging in pugilism or fucking hand-to-hand -hand combat. Uh, but I always feel like I have to be ready to do that, even though it's impractical or logical. Because when I was growing up, that's all you did. Like, everywhere you went. I mean, even in the home. Like, me and my brother were scrapping all day, every day. And it was, uh, it's just, it's a form of bonding. But it's also just, I don't know, it's an essential part of life, if I recall. And uh, so anyway... I just, I, I identified so much with that character. I mean, I didn't carry on into adulthood because you get to a certain stage, even like in high school, you get to the stage where the difference in size and fighting ability and weight and all that becomes very fucking uh, brutal. And, you know, and you start throwing fucking haymakers and you're over 200 fucking pounds. You catch one in the head. Like, like I said, my last, one of my last fights, I got so badly fucking destroyed with one fucking shot. I barely got up. I bar I had to run home like a fucking little bitch. I, lo I lost so much face that that wasn't. I that didn't even fucking occur to me until much later. Um, I I just didn't want to die. I was like, man, if I take one more of those fucking shots, like maybe one or two, and I'm fucking done for for good. Like I'm, I'm it's game over. 
So it's that fucking simple. It's that fucking easy. Um, you know, and, and it's so fucking stupid, you know, it's so fucking stupid. You're fighting for no fucking reason. It's like, what are you, what are you fucking fighting for? I don't know. In this case, um, this guy just wanted to fight me for some, like, it, it was so fucking stupid. Anyway, it's, uh, it's a story for another day. I don't know. I've probably already told this fucking story, so it might have been another day that already fucking, uh, happened or in the future. I was going to try to make that same Mitch Hedberg joke. Uh, but anyway, I love you all and be well. Um, but like metaphorically, again, guys, I told you, be, be on your toes. Everything's a fucking metaphor. Um, it's a metaphor for life to never stop fighting, you know, and like in Bronson's case, it's beating up prison guards and shit. And, uh, in my, in, in all of our other cases, it's just fighting through a day. You know, it's just like, uh, every day you still have to fight. You still have to. And I, but you, you guys get what I'm saying, right? It's, uh, it's like, you gotta keep fighting. Ah. <sighs> All right, did I, did I express that? Did I, did I wrap that up good enough? Anyway, I love you all. Be well, and uh, yeah, keep fighting. Fight the power, as they say.